Hello and welcome back to Adulting with Friends and today I'm here with Ali Ryan. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so I'm sure everyone knows who you are but for people who might not, <laughs> um, give a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, so I own Goss.ie, mm-hmm. five years old now, just crazy. Um, I'm from Dublin originally. I've worked in like journalism, media for the last couple of years. I feel like that's my whole identity now. I'm just like yeah. Ali, Ali Goss.ie, <laughs> Ryan. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much me. Okay. Uh, well, so today we're going to start off with a few questions. Yes. And so I'm going to an- ask you these questions and then you have to answer them as your 17-year-old self. Yes. So the first question. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite song? So I love this because I, I was I was like, what was I listening to when I was 17? First of all, I had a band when I was 17. I was Did in you? a band. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a band. So I used to play like Muse, like mad songs, Katie Tunstall. I had my own like album and everything. Stop, like recorded? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did you go to a recording studio? Yeah, yeah. And I used to like gig around like Limerick and Galway. So I lived in Limerick when I was 17. So I moved to Limerick when I was 12. So I lived in Limerick 12 to 21. So I was okay. a Limerick head. So I was like going to school, doing my leave but then like gigging at night with my band and stuff. It's hilarious. And how many were, like how many in the band? So I had a drummer, a bass player, a guitar player, and then me and I played the guitar as well. <laughs> and did you write your own music? Yeah, yeah. Really? I mainly performed like my own stuff. Yeah. I actually knew that you wrote, you wrote so your own funny. music. So but funny. I didn't know you gigged. Yeah. Now, I'd say like it was mainly 15 to like the very start of 17 because then I did my leaving search in my 17 so I kind of had to stop. But yeah, like I used to gig in the boathouse and in Riddlers if there's any Limerick people listening. Um, yeah, I know. I used to love it. So I was really, really into music at the time. So I was looking yeah. and seeing what was out that year. I definitely would have been listening to like Muse a lot then but I looked and I saw that Justin Timberlake's uh, album was out that year you know yes. Sexy Back yeah, yeah. I definitely was listening yeah. to Sexy Back and then The Fray was huge back then oh my god yeah yeah do you remember them they were in every single episode of Scrubs Grey's Anatomy and as well everything everything yeah. so I used to listen to them I was obsessed with music back then like I had the actual iPod you know like the Nano yeah, yeah. and I would listen to that every day so yeah my music was probably very varied but they would be kind of the main songs I think I would listen to like Muse definitely Sexy Back and there was another one uh, Karina, Karina Bailey Ray's song was out when oh I was 17 god. what was that oh again? my god yeah how am I after forgetting the name of the song and she's on a bike yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I such a good remember, song but that was really good yes yeah, so when I looked back through what was out this year, that year that was definitely it but I feel like that was the year when I was 17 so I'm just turned 30 so that was 2006 there was actually yeah. really good songs out in the chart and that, that's when all the iTunes thing had all started so I feel like we were all just like addicted to iPods then. Yeah. And I feel like music was brilliant around then. So good. Do you remember The Way I Are? That's my favourite. Oh my God, yes. That's was my, that out that year? Because I was like, what would mine be? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I know, sorry, I gave you like 12 different answers there. I did love My Love though on the Justin Timberlake album. Yeah, that album in general oh, was very so good. What Goes Around Comes Around yes. as well. So like, good. It was just like Cry Me A River, you know? It was just the awakening of Justin Timberlake and yeah. because I had a band and everything I wasn't really that into pop but there was something about Justin Timberlake's that album that you loved I loved it and I was there for the tea as well they were all about Britney I was like sing yeah, it to me JT yeah. loved it yeah. and would you have gone to gigs and stuff a lot would you have gone to Dublin for anything or, yeah definitely yeah. I know he had the big track to Dublin yeah. it was at the time <laughs> the big yeah I think when I around that age 
I went to see this is the type of music I was into. Like I went to see Avril Lavigne and Nickelback. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although Nickelback. to be fair, that Nickelback <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> song is a classic. Hero, that I love that song. So oh like no judgment here. That's actually and they were actually really really good. I think I was sixteen, and then yeah, I would have gone to Oxygen, which it was called back oh, in the I day. Never went. Yes, yeah, so I went there when I was sixteen and seventeen. I feel like when I was seventeen, I felt like I was twenty because like I was doing my leaving search. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I was and I was in a school in town that's like the institution in Dublin okay. so I was just like in my normal clothes like in town it was weird yeah. I felt like I was already in college and I was like growing up so 17 I love that that's the age you picked because it's yeah I had like the best and worst year that year so many random things happened like it was crazy really yeah and when you were in college did you live at home no no, no I moved out so yeah I November so I started college in September so I, the first three months I was 17 yeah. like freshers week I obviously had a fake ID do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone was going out for college and I was still 17. Where did you get it? I'm trying to think. I think I might have used my sister's um, oh, yeah, driver's license. Course, yeah. My older sister. She had like really dark hair though. Some people, some parents used to always be like, God, this could just be your sister. And I'd be like, ah. <laughs> let me Ask in. Ask me my star sign. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I actually had like my 16th birthday in Trinity Rooms. I actually told the guy who used to run it a couple of a couple of weeks ago or months Where's ago. Trinity I Trinity Rooms? It's in Limerick as well. Oh, okay. It's like on the keys. But like, yeah, I used to get away with murder because I was gigging in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. My poor parents. I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to a gig. But like my drummer was like 24. Like everyone in my band were older. We would just yeah. go out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> underage, underage. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so what do you look for in a friend? So back when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like in school it was so much easier to make friends. Yeah. Everyone was just friends with everybody. It's very hard as an adult to make friends, oh I think. Oh my God. Yeah, like the answer is definitely different now. Yeah. Back when I was 17, I'd say I just wanted someone who was like fun, like it, especially at that age because I was in Leaving Cert slash college. So I'd say it's in two parts. So in school, I probably just wanted someone sound. Like I was in a grind school. So it was nine in the morning till 10 at night, Monday to Friday. What? Yeah. And I made loads of new friends actually there because I had been in another school before. And you know, I've said to you before, I was like really body bullied. Yeah. So when I went to the new school, I just wanted like nice people. And everyone actually was. Everyone was just so focused on their Leaving Cert. So to be honest, most people were actually really sound. Mm-hmm. I made a whole new group of friends there in tutorial. And then kind of lost them all because I went to college. We all like kind of split yeah. up. So in college then, friend-wise, it was like starting like all over again. Because like everyone was from so many different parts of Ireland and it was like trying to get yeah. to know people. Did you find that exciting though? Like did you like yeah, that? Because I loved, it was like a new Yeah, new I love new starts. Yeah. I love that. And like Freshers Week is like the best crack. And I lived out of home. So in the one thing I'd say about UL, because I, I could have come back to Dublin for college. I didn't mm-hmm. want to because everyone lives on campus. So it's so much fun. Like okay, I yeah. lived the first year in a place called Courtyard, which is literally a Courtyard. And everyone's doors would just be open and you'd be in everyone's house. Fuck. So it was so much fun. We went out like five nights. Well, not that much has changed. We went out like <laughs> yeah. five nights the week we'd like wake up in each other's houses like it was so fun and in freshers week as well like you'd go to a nightclub and they'd have games on and it was to try and get you to meet people and make mm-hmm. friends yeah so you'd be like handcuffed to someone for the whole night like stuff like that so I loved all that stuff yeah I love making new friends so I think yeah around that time I don't even know if I had a set of rules what I needed in a friend I just yeah. wanted loads of friends like I wanted to enjoy college it was such an exciting time it was like being an adult for the first time ever like yeah, living at a home 
Like it was it was mad. Like I remember I got my first car. Like I literally was like, I'm an adult. Even though I wasn't like I was not paying my own bills. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? But um so yeah, I always have looked for loyalty though, you know, and I think okay. that's even as an adult is so super, 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 yeah. super hard. But someone who's like just gonna have your back. I because I think definitely with groups of girls, it can be very bitchy. Yeah, and normally you don't know about loyalty until like a time comes and it's yeah. like tested you know That's so you can't really tell I know there's a lot of people being like you don't have to go to college and blah blah and I totally agree with you career wise but there is something about learning how to be like social there's, some, there's a lot yeah. of lessons in college when you have to live with strangers same with the J1 when you have to live in a foreign country you have to like put up with so much stuff you learn so much about yourself you learn a lot about people mm-hmm. and who to trust and who not to trust it's like tough lesson but I think it's so important to live out of home like yeah did you live out of home no well did I you know? I dropped out twice did you yeah oh god <laughs> yeah yeah um well, I did a year. That's how I know Paddy. Because okay. I did a year. No, did I? I did two years in the second course okay. that I did. And I just didn't go back and do the third the year. The third course. Yeah. Okay. But you um, did the whole like nights out kind of. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the first time I dropped out. Basically, I dropped out because of 21s. And their three-year-old <laughs> drinks in one day. We had a place in. like that in, in Limerick called Molly's. Yeah. Yeah. I came yeah. in on the Tuesday and the, the lecture was like, we had a double class or whatever and I had missed so many of the double classes on the Tuesday oh that he was like, you cannot pass Like, there's this. no possibility. Y- like You've you failed already. And I was like, well, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See ya. And you're still yeah. going to anyone's. Yeah, I love that you have such a big group of friends. Like, I, you have friends from a long time, yeah, don't you? Yeah, like, my group of friends from, like, 2000... Well, like, from school. But from we school. kind of... We got together as a group. Actually, 2007, just when we left school. Really? Okay. Because some people were in different blocks and stuff Everyone's so we wouldn't places. have known people yeah. from classes and stuff but yeah we See, do I think, have a big I think because I moved school so many times and I moved county yeah so like tough. I have one I have two friends that were actually my birthday in the weekend um, who like I met when I was like three years old like so they're still around but mm-hmm. there's no I have no like big group because I constantly was like going to a different place or went to a different college or went to a different school so I've always been a bit I, I find the friends thing a bit difficult the groups of friends I have yeah. loads of singular friends because you were kind of floating for a while yeah but I definitely feel them. like I remember we were talking to my mum about it being like I don't really have a best friend do you know what I mean because I'd mm-hmm. always kind of fall out with people or just drama in school do you mm-hmm. know what I mean and I remember my mum being like oh I met my best friend like so much older so I would have said that to her around like 14, 15 and I feel like now the best friends I have now I met them much later yeah. in life much later like my best best friend I'd say I met her when I was 22 I'd say and then you know like Ed as well so Ed and Hazel yeah. would be my two friends I think he was also around 22 so that's mad but they would be the people like if I killed someone I'd call them yeah yeah, but I and that's, that's loyalty. See, that's like the big thing is like they have my back. Yeah, you know? that's hard to find. I think in friends, definitely. And like I said, sometimes you find out the hard way, and it's mm. fucking shite as well. Yeah, like who shows up to your thirtieth? You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're like we're watching your life. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, so I'm excited to hear what this answer is going to be. If someone had to summon you in a seance, <laughs> what three things would they need? Okay, so this is from when I was 17. Yeah. They would definitely need my guitar. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, all I was doing was like gigging around the place. <laughs> like I auditioned for The X Factor when I was 16. Like I was so seriously into is this Is that life. online? Can you no, watch that now? No, no, no. It was the early Damn. stages. Thank God. I'll never forget that audition. Oh my God. Um, what did you sing? 
uh, Faith Hill, There You'll Be. Oh, fab. It was so funny. I actually was going to sing Leanne Rhymes With or Without You. And this is before the days of internet, right? Yeah. So I was on my way to Dublin, back to the big smoke again, yeah. on a bus with my drummer. He came with me. And uh, <laughs> so random when I say this out loud. But uh, the radio was on, on the bus. And Louis Walsh was like, oh, yes, yeah, so we're doing auditions today. And they were like, any tips? And he was like, look, the one thing I'd say is please don't sing Leanne Rhymes <laughs> With or Without You. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, shit. Like, I'd been practicing it for weeks. I don't think I even know that song. How do I live without you? Oh, how do I? Sorry, what oh, do I call it? With yeah. or without with you? With or without you, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting oh, confused. How, how do I, I live without okay. you? Yeah. I had been practicing it in fields. Like, I was singing it all over Limerick. Like, and I was like, oh my god. And there was no internet on phones back then. So I text my friend being like, I need to find the song. I need the lyrics. Like, I'm on a bus. A five-hour bus, basically, yeah. was back then. So she texts me on, like, a Nokia 3310. It was, like, 11 messages all together. She texts oh. me the lyrics for Faith Hill, There You'll Be. <laughs> so I was, like, in the back of the bus being like, mm, like, trying to sing, trying to get. I was like oh my god I'd know where to practice because he literally was like just please don't sing that song it's the only tip I have yeah. for today I was like oh of course I was like great <laughs> so um, yeah we got down there and it was actually really cool being there it's so like processed though like so much of the things that you see like it's oh it's so fake a yeah, lot of it I was hearing actually was it on um bandwagon podcast was for to talk about this that like they um make the signs and stuff yeah, for yeah, people yeah. and they'll be like everyone just be like woo and they hand you signs as if you're all screaming we were like right okay so people don't actually come with signs no it's, no but then wouldn't you feel like such a tick if you brought a sign oh my god <laughs> yeah they're like oh did production give this to you yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure sure, sure they did. like oh my god this is so but awesome. I, my only bit of confidence from the whole day was I remember it, we did it in um, it was the jury's in in Balls Bridge so what's that now that's uh, the Intercontinental is it oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was there and I remember they did it in like hotel suites so you could hear everyone's audition and people would be like, huh? And they'd be like, thanks. Like, they were cutting them off. I was like, oh, fuck. This is no. going to be so bad. And I could hear, though, they weren't really talking. And I'm, like, really, really bubbly. So I was like, I'm just going to talk my way into this. Like, yeah. So I was, like, 16. I had a little denim skirt on, black boots, black top. I remember it so well. And I walked in. And I was like, hi, I'm Ali, blah, blah. And I think, did I have my guitar at me? No, I didn't. Um, and he was, like, really, really chatty. And he, we were, like, properly talking. And, like, I'd heard everyone else. And no one else had, like, got these conversations. Yeah. And then he said something like, so what do you want to be? And I was like, anything you want me to be. But then I was like, oh my God, that sounds like a prostitute. And then he went, <clears throat> okay, just start the song. I was like, shit. Simon Kevin. No, no. The fir- it was only the first round. The first round is literally like people from the label and everything and producers. Oh, right. But they let me sing a full verse, two verses and a chorus. So I got to sing loads. Okay. But that was it. Yeah. Didn't and get through. Then- but nobody got through it all that year from Dublin. So and I was like. did they tell you there and then? Oh my god, I actually can't remember now. I think they gave you a piece, a slip, and one was like, you're in, and one's you're out. So I think I knew I didn't get it. I actually can't remember. But I remember the way you auditioned back then is you had to ring a number and like sing on the phone to even get the audition. Stop. It was like the X Factor just ended, and it was like, ring 1850, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hello. And I like sang on the phone to like get to the hotel. But I remember no one got through from Dublin that year into the into the like finals or anything. Yeah. But it was a cool experience though. But I, I, I like obviously wasn't ready for, like, I didn't know how to answer the guy. Yeah. Like I was chatting away and I was like, oh my God, blah, blah. And then when I was like, I'll be anything you want me to be. I was like, uh oh. He was just like, <laughs> like, I was like, no. If that happened to me now, no, I, I still wouldn't know how to I'd just be like, will I, will I just leave? Like, so yeah, so if, that's why I feel like the guitar would be needed for the seance, right? What else would I have needed? 17. Probably, okay, a shoulder of Tesco vodka. 
would oh, be the right, other okay, thing yeah. which like killed me during college like oh um, like that was taken off the market I'm pretty sure it was yeah, like it was. paint stripper yeah so I'm trying to think what else I would have had with me all the time so guitar shoulder vodka and probably one of my diaries like I used to write a lot either a diary yeah. or like poetry I was one of those sad I was like I was always writing stuff all the time do you still have the poetry yeah and all my diary I was saying it actually I was doing Ashton Keenan's podcast I have a diary from the age of like five I onwards. remember you saying yeah, that so yeah so I, I still have all of them actually a lot of them are in my dad's garage now so and would God. you be mortified if someone read them I don't know probably I mean you know what I'm like they're so dramatic you yeah. think I'm dramatic now <laughs> like when I was like nine I was like oh my god my best friend hates me I'm gonna die <laughs> like it's some of it's like really like insane and then there'll be like a short story in between it or like a song with like all the chords and then a poem and then back to like hey guys like who am I talking to like but you know? it's so nice being able to re I had one now I had it from when I was 16 probably for six months oh my god was I'd I love 16 to read that. yeah and it was all like positive, positive. Oh, was I was remember one page is just scrawls because I was clearly oh my locked. god, and I was like, la, la, la. oh my like, god, totally illegible. Like, but I remember being like, I'm only gonna write positive, positive things. things. Oh, mine is the opposite. Didn't like, last long. I do have though in the diary. I currently have a bucket list. The diary I have now is really thick, so I've had it for like four years. So I don't okay. write it every day or anything. But I put two separate bucket lists on it at different points. One when I was like 23, maybe, and one last year and nearly all of the things I've done the private jet Ali except the jet yeah. fuck's sake I never you got just that one thing one and thing you're good to that's go. literally it like, yeah. like as in I had kind of forgotten I really believe in the secret I know I've told you that I've before. never read it there's a lot of like complications with it that people don't like it but the main takeaway I get from the secret is if you like kind of say like you want to do this or you're going to do this if you have a focus you'll get it and mm-hmm. I'm that type of person like my mom always says that to me like if I decided like right like I want to be a baker like I just would be like mm-hmm. I just find a way to do it like so it, the way the secret works is like if you say you want something like you still have to you go after it. it it's not all like think about it and then it's there and yeah. you check for a million it's more that you have to get yourself in a positive mind frame but they say in the secret like if you write something down or like draw a mood board of the things you want you will end up but then you'll look back and you'll be like oh my god I drew that which sounds like bullshit but I did do that so in my diary about three years ago I had all the things that I wanted and like I really wanted like a white jeep and I like drew the keys and everything but obviously like I was flat broke I was like I'm never gonna Mm -hmm. get that and then like I was made a brand ambassador for Toyota and I have a white jeep and when I went back and I was like holy fuck I forgot that I wrote that like I totally forgot there was a couple of things I was like I want to hold an Oscar but in my mind I was like winning it but then I got to go to Elton John's Oscar party and I held an Oscar so it was so many weird things I was like, oh my god, I put that on the list. Yeah, and, like, and it's happened. They all happened. Very weird. So yeah, I like I like having diaries for that stuff. Now, some of it's like so depressing. So I'm like, oh, life's so shit. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, I'm like, oh, this was great. Like I need to fill it in now this week after my thirtieth. But um, it is good to have. Like it'd be interesting to see it. Like when I'm much older, yeah, definitely. and go back. But like it's all very similar. I'm just mental. <laughs> and would you be into morning journaling? I always think that I'd love that but so like, like the I'm gratitude so journal yeah. yeah I've tried to do that I more do it in my head like the one thing I the one thing I'd love to do more of is meditation but mm. a lot of people say to me so one of the big things I've changed recently is 
when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do, I don't look at my phone anymore. And it's literally life changing. Like I'm serious, like it is. So like I won't look at my phone for the first like 10 minutes. I always make my bed. Like so many successful entrepreneurs will be like, if you make your bed in the morning, you can like do anything in life. Really? There's this weird, you get this weird satisfaction when your bed is made. You're just starting the day. It just starts off your day where you're in control. It yeah. sounds so strange. And then I'll like do something. Some, I can't remember where I read all this, but someone was like, then do something that you love. So like, I'll like make a cup of coffee or I'll say things to myself. I'm very bad at doing it. Like, but the gratitude thing does help. Like I mm-hmm. might be like, like, so like, I, you know, like I moved into a new apartment like a couple of months ago. Like I was so lucky to get the place that I have. Like it's unreal. And sometimes I wake up and I'm still like, is this actually my apartment? So if I'm having like a tough morning, I'll be like, okay, I have an amazing apartment. I yeah. have this like unreal car all my family are like around me they're good people like I, I try to do little things and it does actually help because when you're having does a shit it? time it does because you're having sometimes. a shit time think about yourself right if you wake up and you're having a really bad morning and let's say you're flat broke um, you're not talking to your friend like you didn't get some product that you really wanted to get but if you sit down and be like okay well look I got this like for you for example you had the most amazing 38 you have like an unreal partner you're getting X amount of money at the end of the month. When you actually start breaking down the good things that are coming, you're actually like, oh shit, like that is actually. Yeah. Like the good thing about reflecting on this with the 17 year old thing, I love looking back because I would, I was such a different person when I was 17 and the life I have now, I would have killed a person to have it. Yeah. Like literally I would have killed someone. And so when I have bad days now, I'm, I'm always like, oh no, no, like go back to that girl for a second because I would have killed to even watched behind the scenes on Expose. And then I got to be on Expose for six months. Yeah. So like, so- yeah. It's, I would say the biggest problem with people in this industry and then people that are like entrepreneurs, celebrities, influencers, like when you get so much of what you want, it's actually kind of a hindrance because it's very, very difficult to be grateful for things. Yeah. Like I've, I do find that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I'm having a bad day, blah, blah. And someone be like, you just went to the Oscars like last week. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but. Just even little so things much. like things that you get sent to you, you kind of yeah. sometimes forget, oh, not everybody gets this. Like and, if you, you think know, back it's... to when you were 17, you probably would have like not even believed you could have been a beauty influencer like yeah. the idea of that but like you are and you're like leading in your industry like that's madness do you know what I mean whereas yeah. if you would you would your 17 year old self believe that was going to happen my 17 year old self thought I could have done absolutely anything oh, really? I okay. wish I had the confidence really oh yeah yeah I had I ambition wish. I don't know if I had the confidence like I'm like, when I was 17 as well I used to be like oh my god I wish I was skinnier I'm like are you actually kidding mm. I wish I was the same size as 17 I wish I, I would thinking? give anything to like, be like I used to wear a belly top and be like oh I wish I could lose weight and now I'm like I was wearing belly tops yeah like, I know what? I know even like a couple of years ago I'm like so bad how do um, I think so it's funny I feel like I feel like as you get older and like I know I only turned 30 on Saturday but definitely there was some some weird thing clicked in me this year where I just started feeling way more confident not like as a person in total but just like little things like I just didn't care as much anymore about my jeans fitting and stuff mm-hmm. like whereas years ago I'd like all that mattered to me was like please fit into this blah blah now yeah. I'm just kind of like oh I'm just starting to feel a little bit more chilled about things okay which is weird, like, but everyone had said to me when you come to 30 or when you get into your 30s, you start just accepting, like, yourself a little bit more. Yeah. I'm still I'm waiting, waiting for on that. It. It's, it's <laughs> come like, in moments, like, there's obviously moments where I'm really bad, but, like, there, there has been a few moments this year where I've actually been like, I'm actually good. Like, 
and I've been single for seven years like and some people would would think that like, I'm really lonely or blah blah and I actually like, love my own space yeah. and this year in particular because I have my own apartment now and everything I like go home and I'm like loving life yeah. I'm literally sitting there watching Netflix doing my own thing whereas maybe before the thought of that would have upset me that I'd be like on my own at 30 living in an apartment by myself whereas now I'm like oh my god this is great yeah and you love like, I love having it. your space yeah. yeah so that's what I mean something does weirdly change I think as well because you lived with other people for yeah. so long oh, I'm sick to death of it like. yeah that you just appreciate being on your own so yeah. much so it actually I'm just matter. not like a people per- I am a people person but like because my job involves talking to so many people when I used to live with other people I used to hate having to come home and talk yeah. to them because you're still on you just want to yeah. switch off I'm just yeah. like I literally say nothing in the evening because I'm on my own I'm just sitting there I'm like oh, yeah that's when I journal you know talk to myself mm-hmm. I sound like a psycho on this now <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so what's your favourite memory to date? Mm, that's a tough one. At 17. Mm. I'm so obsessed with like Disneyland and stuff like that. So I'm thinking it's probably like one of my family holidays. Like when I was that age, I'm okay, trying to think. Yeah. I'm like such a family person and you know, I'm a big party person. Mm-hmm. And like, so I'm trying to think it'd probably be something like that. Like all of us being at Disneyland together. My parents used to be really good at bringing us on holidays. Like we used to go away a lot okay. when I was younger. Um, I think that would have been probably the best memory. I'm really for a like family orientated person. So I think when I was 17, they, there wouldn't have been a lot of good memories to be honest during my teenage years so I'll skip that part so I'd say yeah probably something like that um, yeah I don't know Joe you know it's so weird about all that time like there's loads of things I don't remember really? yeah because I think I had such a shit time between 12 to 17 like I could not tell you half stuff happened like it's and like my brain has like completely like got rid of the information really? and yeah. is that because do, did you want to move to Limerick were you like heartbroken moving to Limerick? Yeah, it was real mixed because I was bullied in the Dublin primary school I was in. So I kind of wanted to get away from the school. Mm -hmm. But then I remember actually moving. Like, that's a really strong memory for me. I remember being in the moving van and, like, bawling, crying. I didn't want to leave Dublin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Limerick, like, it wasn't really my thing, like, at all. I just did. I'm such a city person at heart. But, like, getting away from that school was, like, really important, obviously. But, yeah, no, I did. I missed Dublin. And then Limerick was just so different. Like, I literally lived in a field in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, really? yeah. Like the village was a forty-minute walk from our house, and obviously I couldn't drive at twelve. <laughs> so that is such yeah. a stark contrast, isn't it? So different. It was a really different life. Now there was good parts about Limerick in a way, like the school I went to before I went to that grind school. Like I was like riding the school plays and like the musicals, okay. and I loved all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was like living in the middle of nowhere, like mm-hmm. just in like we lived on three acres of land, just like in a forest. Kind of, it was weird. It wasn't really my thing so I was always like ready to like get out of there go yeah. somewhere else somewhere bigger so yeah like definitely didn't have a t- uh, like an easy <laughs> teenage mm-hmm. years so I don't I can't really there probably is good memories through those years I just can't remember them like, yeah which probably sounds terrible I remember actually sorry the first Christmas we had in the house we built in Limerick was amazing um I remember like going into like our front room like my parents went OTT because we'd like just moved and there was like an electric guitar sitting on the couch like I got like just the most amazing Christmas presents yeah. and that was like a really nice morning so yeah I think all the positive memories would have been somehow family or I think at that age it would be though yeah stuff to do with my There's dad my mom really up my sisters then. yeah um yeah we did so the Disneyland story was basically like we used to go to Kelly's all the time you know in Wexford yeah, yeah it's like our favourite hotel 
and uh, we were going on a midterm break and we were like going really really early and my parents were like driving us there and we had to get up so early to go to Wexford like we were like this is insane it was like five in the morning and then I remember my dad stopped at a, a traffic light and he was like do you want to know where we're actually going we were all like what and he was like we're going to Disneyland Shut yeah that's I know that's like one of my best memories ever and we literally started screaming oh we were like what God. I'd say I was like seven like or something <gasps> that yeah. is so exciting yeah and my little sister was six and then we just like we I don't think we'd been on a plane before anything so then we were like brought on a plane and we we and then we stayed in the hotel in Disneyland oh so like we gosh. woke up and like Snow White was there and it was like the most magical weekend ever yeah so that was that's definitely one of my standout moments do you see why I crave excitement now? that is so yeah. <laughs> <Like>, they <laughs> like, really oh set you God. up for yeah, for huge failures like <laughs> I'm that's why I'm like I'm gonna have a Hollywood themed party people are like why you get so. to the party and you're like guys are we not going to Miami <laughs> yeah what did nobody book did it? no one get that I wanted a holiday <laughs> that was one of the best surprises ever that so I'm really fab. into that stuff that's why I'm like so into like even with the gossies and everything I'm so OTT about celebrations mm-hmm. like that was I think it must have been a Christmas present for us but yeah that was one of the best memories ever and like I was so young like I remember walking around Disneyland being like maybe these characters are real like I was so like this is so crazy yeah. and being on all the rides like that was the best surprise ever yeah I wish I was in Disney when I was a kid oh. because it must literally like it's magical when it's you're like when you're this adult. age I know so can you imagine it's and everything would be so big everything's so and, huge like, and like so the little rides feel like you're like in in the sky yeah. and everything yeah it was amazing yeah it was so good and staying if anyone's ever if anyone's listening you have kids and you're thinking of going to Disneyland try and get the hotel on in the actual yeah. grounds yeah because you can go there at night time then when there's a fireworks display once you're like in the grounds you get way more access yeah. it's not actually that expensive I was gonna go like a few weeks ago yeah I stayed last year and it was yeah, like it's not I got bad. a 500 yeah and it's such and now mm-hmm. like my sister has two little boys and my little sister is about to have a baby as well a boy and I'm like already like cannot wait to bring everyone to Disneyland I'm like when are we gonna do that because it's definitely my big one of my biggest standout memories ever it was just the most special thing ever like so but it set me up for all these failures (laughs) we were only allowed to watch Disney movies as well when we were younger like I wasn't allowed to watch like the Power Rangers the only thing I was allowed to watch was like Spring of the Teenage Witch like we were really sheltered yeah yeah. So no Nickelodeon or what about Sister Sister Keenan and Kel all that sort of stuff no? Yeah yeah kind of yeah as we were older yeah my little sister actually watched more Nickelodeon than us um, yeah no it was more like we were very strict I wasn't even allowed to play Tomb Raider I used to sneak to my friend's house to try and play it what? yeah that's my, not that violent though is it I don't know my parents thought it was like but then I ended up getting Grand Theft Auto for one of my birthdays my dad got it for me my mum was the one who was really strict and then I was like killing prostitutes yeah. and, and she had no idea she's like what's this game I'm like robbing things and like everything and I turned out fine so, like, her purse. Yeah, yeah literally so it kind of backfired in the end but yeah it's funny it's pretty sheltered you wouldn't think it now no me, I you? never would my have sisters that. are like like that though they're very good they've never like stepped out of the lines you know really? I'm okay. the mad one yeah. right yeah but the middle yeah. child tends to be the middle anyway. child syndrome yeah yeah mm. um, okay what personality trait do you wish you had probably the same one I'd wish for now I kind of have a little bit more now but like definitely just being like I don't even know what the word is for it but just being tougher like I'd love mm-hmm. to be a bit of a bitch do you know what I mean I'm very very soft like anyone my my mom, like my friends everyone would say that like my worst and best thing about me is how sensitive I am so like I'm okay. really really nice to people but also like get treated like a doormat at the same yeah. time so if I could go back 
to then I would definitely oh I wish there was a way to turn on a switch I don't think there is though like you mm. can always wish it but I think if you're naturally just sensitive sensitive and like a nice person it's very hard to be but it's weird because then you're like am I being mean and what do people think and, you it's know. so but the, the more I go on in life the more I realise how many people are not like that though yeah like people are actually surprised sometimes when they get to know me they're like you're so like you don't seem like this at all on social media like I can't get over how sensitive you actually are like you seem like you're like really confident blah blah like I remember being in an acting class uh, it was like the last class I did for the Gaiety School of Acting and at the very end we all had to partner up with someone that we'd never partnered with so this is a whole year Mm -hmm. and we had to say something we admired about each other and I remember the person I got partnered up with, I didn't know them at all. They were like, oh, I love your confidence and I wish I could be as confident as you. And you're like the most confident person in the class, blah, blah. And I literally was like, oh my God, because all of that is an act. Like, yeah. it's all bullshit. So I wish I could be. I definitely was that confident when I was much younger. But when you go through that level of bullying, though, it just disappears. Yeah. But like, it's in my mind. Like, I could walk into a room right now and be like, hey. But then later I'll be you like. You could fake it. But yeah. then do you get social anxiety? Like, would you be at, in a big room? Would you be like, oh, fuck? Sometimes. Like, I, I'm so used to it now because it's part of my job. Like, and you too. Like, we go to events all I the time. It. I don't go to events anymore. Do you not? Yeah, just, I'm kind oh. of... There's definitely been periods in my life where I've really, really not wanted to mm. go. And I've probably, like, drank way too much just to get through the night, to mm-hmm. be honest. Where I've gone in and I'm like, are these people talking and about me? And then you me? feel shit the next day. And yeah. then you're like, well, I have the fear big time. Oh, the fear then is another level. Because you notice how bitchy the industry can be sometimes. So if there's stuff going on, sometimes I'd be really paranoid at an event. I'd be like, oh my God, are mm-hmm. they talking about me? Are they thinking about me? Do they all hate me? Like, blah, blah. This kind of mad paranoia. So that what that's what would make me uncomfortable at events normally. Yeah. But... No, like I enjoy it the most part, but like I've been doing it for like eight years. So like a part of me would just love to be at home watching Netflix. But it's part of the job. And you know that too, like making contacts, networking, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I feel like my life would be different if I had that personality trait from a couple of years ago. I do think you have quite a thick skin though. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's grown I think you had a bit now. of a tough time there last year with I know. all this Bloggers Unveiled. Yeah, happened. yeah. And like, you coped with it so well. Do you think? Yeah, but, yeah. The, yeah, but I was actually like bawling my eyes out at home. <laughs> it just yeah. like online, I was like, hey, all is good. Yeah, I feel like you just, the more, th- that's why actually, sorry, when you were saying about being 17, right, that year was such a weird year for me, right, because my parents split up right for good that year. Okay. I got diabetes that year. I didn't get my points in my leaving cert and then my boyfriend broke up with me the like first love of my life right and I remember all these things that happened the boyfriend the diabetes my parents and then I was going to get my leaving cert results and my mom was like there's no way anything else bad is going to happen yeah. like you're going to get Comes them in threes, and then fine. I didn't get them or whatever but I remember like a year or so after that my mom was like like there's no you've just come on leaves and bounce since then because so many shit things happen mm-hmm. in such a short space of time so definitely like I've grown I've got thick skin because so many bad things have happened yeah. it's not really like it's been a choice and I think I've said it before like I, I'm so used to like mad situations I don't panic as much like someone could walk in here right now with a gun and I would just be like right do you know what I mean like they <laughs> We'll, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, like, whereas yeah. a couple of years ago, I, the anxiety I would have if something slightly went wrong or if I thought someone didn't like me, it would be yeah. way worse than what it is now. It's definitely, okay. definitely better now. I don't really care as much. And that's what I was saying about this year being a bit different. Like, even if people were talking about me or there was a rumour or something, I was kind of like, oh, well, do you know, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. So I have kind of reached that point now. But I don't know if that's being tough or just learning to, like... Learning how to, to cope deal. with it yeah. and just being over the fact that realistically the people that you care about don't give a shit yeah. about anything that's been exactly. said because yeah. they know anyway yeah. so it's it's only 
people I who, would say definitely trying to be in, in this industry you need to have tough skin though yeah. like I do f- fear about some of the younger kind of people getting into the industry like influencers and all that really young I'm just like where is it gonna go mm-hmm. like as you see the comments online people make about people and stuff it's insane oh, did you see that Instagram are bringing in this thing now where if it looks like it's gonna be a negative comment they're gonna have it hidden they're gonna oh, really? so say I write something under your page yeah. and it's nasty yeah I can see my comment but I can't but nobody else can see it oh yeah that should have been brought in along like yeah. Facebook and Instagram have so much to answer for for all the kind of online bullying and stuff that goes on it's it, like I can't imagine being like 15 or 16 right now oh it would like, be a nightmare it's but so also, crazy I just don't understand how people don't have a guilty conscience in what they're doing so I'm saying, saying though the older I get and the more I travel the more I realise like they're just people are just assholes but like normally <laughs> on all these pages it's not younger kids or it's like, like teenagers and everything. it's mothers yeah. and like I Older think, people like I, I love better. the phrase like hurt people hurt people I do agree with that I think a lot of people who write negative stuff are really unhappy and mm-hmm. I always felt with my stuff in particular because I'm such like a go-getter and it looks like I just like decided to run a company and it's all fab if you like had a dream or you wanted to be a presenter or you wanted to be in the media and you never followed it and then you see someone like me looks like I'm living the best life mm-hmm. everyone like I feel like if you're a jealous person, like you're going to yeah. want to tear that person down. Whereas like I remember, like even when I was in school or whatever, I used to not understand this whole jealous thing because if someone was doing really well and, and as I got older too, if someone had a really good job, I'd like want to be friends with them. I'd be like, oh, how did you do that? Like, yeah. let's learn. I want to learn from this. You wouldn't hate on them. But then there's another type of person where all they will do is try and take you down. So like there's two different types of people in the world. They're the people that will want to learn from you and support you and get there themselves. And that's why when I was saying about the best friends that I have, like Ed and Hazel, they're both really successful in their own right. And I remember just feeling so secure with them because mm-hmm. it was never going to be jealousy they yeah. were always going to be proud of me I was going to no be proud of them nothing yeah. whereas I've, I find in this industry it's just like it's competition it's jealousy there's lots of begrudgery but like everyone has their own shit like there is yeah. not one person who is loving life and making loads of money and all is good like it just yeah. does not exist it, it I've met these people I've met some of the richest most famous people in the whole world and they're probably the most unhappy people I've mm-hmm. ever met. Like, so this whole idea that like money and fame and success makes you happy is like bullshit. Yeah. So I think if everyone just understood that we're all the same, like everyone's in the same boat. Someone might get a free prom that you didn't because they have a few followers. But then fair play, I'd love a free prom. I'd like love why a hate on prom. them? Like Give do you know what I mean? If right that now. person writing the negative comment was offered a free prom, she'd be like brilliant. Absolutely. Like give it to me. So. And the thing is, like, loads of people say, say, like, this doesn't happen in America or in the UK, these, like, dodgy pages. It's, it's a kind of an Irish thing to automatically you think you hate are? the person mm. and then let them prove themselves. It's, yeah, you know, people love a following And everyone's here. guilty of doing it, yeah. you know, being like, who does she think she is? And then after all, being like, I love her. I love her so much, Like, it was much, even yeah. Gogglebox. Did you see him? No, I don't watch Gogglebox. Oh, I keep hearing I need to watch it. The camera girls I just love. And um, they were watching Vogue and Spencer and they were like, God, I remember when I used to love hating Vogue and now I just love Vogue. Oh my God. And I was like, it's just kind of embedded in us but I think think it's human nature to bitch and stuff and I don't mind that it's just when it's you bitch at the person like Mm -hmm. have your private whatsapp groups should I mean like bitch in those I just think it's so insane when I see some of the comments underneath their photo Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my god like your name is on it and they're gonna read it like it's so crazy I always go in when I see the negative comments just to be like Hello. I just want to. Actually, someone someone tweeted me last week 
being like get a real job <laughs> and I like quote tweeted it and I listed all the things I, I do like yeah. in the business and, I, and he just like never replied but someone replied his name was like John something and someone replied being like oh John leave it out it's nearly Christmas for God's sake but I was like what ma- like what gave him the need to say that like it didn't even annoy me I just thought yeah, it was funny I so I think that's why when you're saying I have a thick skin it's just that you're I'm used to that kind of yeah. bit. whereas like years ago a comment like that I might be like oh my god like not mm-hmm. bad to sleep at night now I'm like ah oh, lol he's probably on the dole like. and when you're younger you care way more like yeah. I still care but I definitely, I definitely still care seventeen. yeah what people thought of me yeah that's like definitely one of my downfalls I want everyone to like me but like again the, the older I get it's just not possible no one is that well liked like yeah. look at the Meghan Markle stuff like do you know like I know there's like some truth to some of the stories but like imagine being her like feeling like the most hated woman like in the whole world like no one deserves that but I think at the end of the day humans are all the same we all want to be loved we all want to feel liked we're all like struggling to be happy. Mm-hmm. So like, I think if everyone just looked at each other that way, we'd act so differently. But I, I just I just think people get caught up. I don't know. I think it's slowly getting a bit better with social media though. Slowly. You can this see. year I've seen a difference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Here's hoping. Mm. <laughs> okay. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I feel like it was kind of similar to the last question, okay. wasn't it? Um, let's see if there was anything else. That was like such a confusing time for me because I had law as my first choice. I like mm-hmm. did not want to do media, which is gas because that's what ended me up in this whole career now. So probably at the time I would have been like, oh, why didn't I get more? So leave law was your first mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, law and European studies. And then and bi- you didn't want to do media when no. you had... Uh-uh. Really? I know, I did for a long... So when I was in secondary school and everything and when I was in primary school, I used to write all the time. So I wanted to be like a writer or something. But then when I started going to the grind school, I just started doing really, really well in all my subjects. And I hadn't mm-hmm. before. I'd been shit at everything. And uh, my principals were like, oh, like, you're definitely going to get like five something in your leaving search. Mm-hmm. I got like 520 in my pre's. And I just like loved. See, I think law and journalism are very, very similar. Like yeah. they are very similar. And I love the idea of law and I really want to do it. So, yeah, that was my first choice. Law and European studies. Then it was business and French. And then it was business. And then it was media and English. But because I got diabetes or whatever, I was really sick during my leaving cert. Like okay, as in I shouldn't yeah. even have done it really, mm. to be honest. I was just like, I'm fucking doing it. I'm just so like that. I'm so headstrong. And the day that the maths exam was on, I thought it was Irish and I did bring my calculator and they wouldn't let me get it. So I failed one of my papers. So I got a D2 in past maths and to get, I got the points for the business ones, but you had to have a C1 or higher in past maths. So I didn't get them. Yeah. Shite. So I was literally like, this is my fourth choice, dear God. And I remember the syllabus like arriving at my house and I just bawled my head. I was like, I don't want to do this. I just had my heart set on law like yeah. for that time. And my mum was like, take a year out. And I was like, no, I'll never go back. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I just knew I wouldn't. So then my plan was actually to switch to law after Christmas. The other way in some schools, if you, you get the right that. points. But then I just started doing the course and I was like, oh, like maybe this is. It's funny because in a way I always wanted to be in this industry. But when I was actually that time, I was really like, I was really into school at that time. I was mm-hmm. really like into history and all that stuff. And law was just in my head. But it worked out for the best. Like, I always think I got diabetes because God, like, or whoever had to intervene because I was going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Because when we came out of college in 2009, was it? Um, it? The recession had just hit the country. So everyone I know who did law and European studies, like, none of them ended up in a law firm. Like, they're all working still now in random places. Like, there was no job right, anywhere. Okay, yeah, so. Whereas, like, media, there was no job cuts in media. There never is in a recession because people were writing about the recession. Yeah. 
Um, and then obviously I did my work experience in college for the Limerick Post. That's how I got into all of it. So, yeah, no, at the time I really didn't want to do that. But if you looked back on my childhood, like I would have like recorded teachers and interviewed them and like I did all that kind of stuff I just obviously got a little bit lost for a while when I was yeah. in school it was so focused on education I wasn't doing musicals anymore I did me I did like musical theatre for six years I like stopped doing all that I was just focused on like writing and reading and like doing school stuff so it just yeah, and, yeah I just got really into the idea of law and journalism and law I do think are so so similar you have to do so much research and like prove your case mm. and like you have to persuade people to do things like it's I think it's very similar I would still love to go back and do like a master's in, in law like I'd love really? to yeah like media law like I know inside out some people try to sue me like and sue the company <laughs> honestly you're like I know it for the it's wrong gas. reasons and like I had learned it before from my other jobs but I remember one time there was some big legal issue and my solicitor was like in Bermuda or something I don't know he couldn't get him on the phone so I just wrote the email back and it was like a real serious thing and um, I remember afterwards here he saw the email and he was like I was literally gonna say the same things so I'm really really like efficient in legal stuff I love yeah. it love it. and I'd love to I'd love to get into it more but so yeah I'm trying to think what would I change about myself I'd say at the time at that moment I would have been like I want to do something else I want to mm-hmm. change but then by the end of first year first year in college doesn't even really count like in UL it doesn't none of your points count or anything oh, really? it was a nightmare yeah I was like killing myself working really hard so you could technically fail everything and it wouldn't count I don't think you could fail you just had to pass but it would never okay. be added into your QCA so by the end of the year I went on my J1 and everything and then I just went mad like I nearly failed second year in college and everything I totally changed really? yeah 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 that was weird and where did you go on your J1 uh San Diego yeah wow. my first falling in love with California yeah it was so gas that was such a fun time J1s are on. <sighs> Believable. I was already talking to someone about the other day someone that went to I think they said they went to Boston and they were like oh my god we were so broke I was like no like we used to all get our dollar coins together add them up to like be able to afford McDonald's for breakfast dinner and lunch yeah. and then a bottle of vodka like, I fully just ate it McDonald's was just for 40 crazy. days but they're the experiences that I love I, I when people tell me they haven't been on a J1 or they're not going I'm like no that's the whole reason you go it's to like college. the maddest thing yeah. when I look back to those years like 17, 18, 19 like god life was actually really easy wasn't it like I was like oh it's so tough I feel but it like wasn't. I cried a lot. Oh, I definitely cried a lot. I was like, why was I crying? I definitely bought because we were drinking so heavily, <laughs> though. But back then, as well, problems seemed so much bigger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like breaking up with someone or not passing an exam seemed like the end of the world. And then I remember when I got my first job in the Herald, I actually hadn't even done my exams yet in UL, and I got the job. And I'd say only once in my whole life since college have I been asked what I got. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Yeah, like I killed myself in the last year to pass it because I'd failed second year basically. Um, so I did so much work, but yeah, once, only once. And when I hire people, I never ask them what their results were. Sometimes they don't even have a degree in college. Like, So you, but if they didn't have any work experience or anything, would you? Oh, they'd no. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I just mean people starting out in the industry. I'm more interested in like what they've worked on, the practical yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I was like a workaholic. I still am. But like when I was 17 and 18, I had like two jobs mm. while in school and in college. Like I was always working. I was obsessed at work. So still am really. But yeah, I think at the time, yeah, my big thing would have been changing that. But now I'm so glad. This is the thing like. It all worked out. Yeah, when I look back on things. It's still it's still a hard lesson to learn now when bad things happen. I try to tell myself I'm like, oh no, but in like a year or two you're gonna be like, Thank 
god like that happened mm-hmm. because of x y and z but at the time you're like why yeah is i always if something shit happens i'm like no in even in a week i'll yeah, look back and be like something. you were being ridiculous it's good and it'll get better and it'll get better that was but the biggest one for me because even that year like so that guy that broke up me too i he was like my like big love you know mm-hmm. the first, like as in that could have been my husband for the rest of my life like all these people get married to their first big yeah. love it was like that and I remember he broke up with me and he was like I just feel like there's so much more you're going to do with your life and I remember at this point I had no plans to run a business mm-hmm. or anything I wanted to think by the, by the time I was in college and I was still figuring out what to do I was thinking of going down the route of advertising actually when I was in the media course at the start but I remember he was like I just feel like you're going to move back to Dublin and you're going to do this and like I'm going to hold you back because he was like a bit older than me and I remember being like so devastated and wanting to die but now I'm like mm-hmm. oh my god like if wanting I had stayed like wanting to die <laughs> so but like if I you should read my diaries <laughs> <laughs> if I had stayed with him I'm like this never would have happened there's yeah. no way I would have done what I've done now and I know that for sure because I'm so all in in situations mm-hmm. and you would so have like, probably he sacrificed was, yeah. you a lot mm-hmm. yeah so like that was the best thing to happen mm-hmm. so I always look back on that year being 17 all the weird things that happened that didn't go to plan for me I'm like so grateful now Mm -hmm. they didn't go to plan it's a hard lesson to learn though it is still hard to think of that when things are bad like you know that um it's in that poem I always forget is it Oscar Wilde where like everyone's lying in the gutter but some people are looking up at the stars so it's like even when things are shit you have to just see where the positives are going to be that's like the most difficult thing about life I think is when things are going bad and like Trying plans to see the light. yeah and just like when your plans don't go to plan like it's so heartbreaking when you plan something and it doesn't work out or mm-hmm. a relationship doesn't work out or the job you wanted you don't get it it's so hard to accept okay maybe that's for like the right reasons you just want it yeah it's like when you're a child and you just want your sweets like give them to me it's so when you get to be an adult you're like why is this not working yeah like why I can't understand. I get this I think it's the toughest thing but yeah, I definitely look back on that year and I whenever I'm in a shit place and I'm like, but look, all that stuff happened. Yeah. It was good. So yeah. So where will you be in 10 years time? So when I was 17, what was I thinking? Hmm. I definitely would have said I'd been married with like, a, like engaged or at least with a child by 27. Yeah, like, it's so funny. Everyone says 27 was their like earmark for when they wanted to be married and everything so yeah I, I've i like always wanted to have kids so even back then when I was 17 I was like I would think probably 25 I wanted to like get engaged and everything really yeah I would have been like I want to have family want to have kids I wouldn't really then have thought too much about I like people always ask me like did I always want to run my own business it's, it's, I honestly never thought about that it's ne- it never once came into my head okay. I was very ambitious and I wanted to be massively successful like so I think by the end of 17 I was thinking like the advertising route I was working in 02 in sales and they had a program a graduate program where you could work you could go to the college of advertising something or other so that was kind of my plan so I'd always picture in my head like being on flights like working internationally having a high power job working really long hours like they were the things that would have been in my head I was mm-hmm. I was so ambitious like I used to skip college and go to work instead yeah <laughs> like to like make commission and like do really I used to love work like so I probably was thinking of that stuff but yeah 100% I would have been like married with kids at 27 mm-hmm so it's weird now being 30 like the last few weeks I've been really like kind of down on myself I'm like oh my god I have not achieved what I I have like in some ways but I definitely never thought I'd be single like I remember even a couple of years ago I was in a bar with two of my friends and they were like bitching about these guys and they were really lonely and things were going terrible and borderline alcoholics do you know what I mean like Mm. they were just like hating life and I was like oh I feel like oh like I hate seeing you guys like this and they were like just wait until you're 30 and single and I was like oh (laughs) it's never gonna happen (laughs) and I'm like hello here I am but 
<laughs> when you're younger, 30 seems so old. Doesn't it? But now it's not like... No, yeah. I know more people at 30 that are single. Really? Yeah. That's like an epidemic probably though. <laughs> more than like normality. It's like, oh my God. No, I do agree. To be honest, like, I don't know where this whole idea in society has come in about the age. Because it's if, an Irish thing, yeah, I think. I don't know what it is. Like, definitely in big cities, like in Dublin, even compared to, like, my sisters live down the country. Like, my little sister is 28. She's the one having her first baby. So, like, it's so different. Yeah. That's normal there. So, me being 30 and single to people there would probably be like, what the hell? Whereas I feel like in Dublin, it's, like, totally normal to be single at 30. Yeah, because I think now people are more invested in their careers. And yeah. And kind of pushing out the families yeah. and stuff. It's not, like in people's mind like oh I really want this yeah yeah that's it's actually funny when we're talking about the two different ages because I'd say one of the big differences between I would have thought at the age 17 obviously being heartbroken over that guy and everything I would have always thought like I needed someone else to be happy Mm -hmm. like I really would have thought that for a a long part of my life and I think it probably came from the bullying and stuff I always felt kind of like on my own and poor me kind of thing and I remember even one time my mum saying to me like you're always looking for like a saviour you're always looking for someone to come and save you like you have to do that yourself." yourself and definitely the last seven years I've obviously had opportunities to have boyfriends it's not mm-hmm. that I've just been sitting on my own all the time but like I've made decisions based on like I I'm, I only want someone to add to my life do yeah. you know what I mean whereas I think back then I would have been like I just want to get married and have kids and have the happy ever after whereas I think when you grow up you realise like no like did you read the Emma Watson interview she did with the New York Times no she I kind, don't love her she, I don't really like her either but she got kind of slammed but it was weird she was talking about she's turning 30 this week I think and some the reporter asked her are you seeing anyone are you single and she was like I don't really see things like that like being single or not she was like I'm self partnered like I'm partnered with myself and loads of people went mad on it oh. but then some people were like fair play and I was like it is annoying that that question is always asked especially yeah. when you're coming up to 30 it's like oh any guys why is that important yeah and also more than likely if there were yeah. you'd fucking know you'd know about it like but like there's so many people like I've definitely struggled over the years wanting all these box ticked right so like the husband the the car the house the kids the dog you know that kind of stuff I've had these things before and I remember someone saying to me like you could have people in your life that have all that right all those boxes mm-hmm. ticked and they could be miserable like you've no idea what goes on in people's marriages what goes on yeah. in work you can't have these boxes as equal to your happiness because you will never be happy then. But like we could all have a boyfriend if we wanted. Yeah, yeah. But you'd be settling. Yeah, which I'm not willing to do. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's what I think the big difference Anyone is. Anyone can settle. When I look at people that have maybe been in a relationship since they're 17, I'm sure you know people as well. Mm-hmm. It's so different because they've never been heartbroken. I'm like so glad I've been heartbroken. It like changes you as a person yeah. and I remember the very first heartbreak being like it took me months to get over him but I remember being like if I can get over him I'll be able to get over anyone yeah. so even now like if something bad happens of course I'll be upset like I'm only human but I would never in my mind think I'm never going to find someone else I would never think I'm going to die because I'm not this happy like I always know I'll get over it mm-hmm. so when you go through something really really bad you learn that things are going to be fine whereas yeah. if you're with the same person the whole time I don't know how much you develop as a person in, in that way. And I've also developed so much of my identity by myself. Like when you break up with someone, like you start watching the movies that you want to watch or the music that you yeah. want to listen to. And you start being like, oh my God, this is actually who I am. So like sometimes when I get with guys now, me and Kendra always joke about it, um, that like we're like, oh, we want a boyfriend, but then actually we don't. Because 
because I'm just <laughs> yeah. like I don't know if I'm actually ready <laughs> yeah. to share and open up my life Compromise? like that Who yeah. she? like yeah. seven years I've been by myself so like the thoughts of that freaks me out but that would definitely be a big difference when I was 17 I just like was always chasing a guy I was always in love with somebody like but back then I felt like everyone was going out with everyone you'd break up with someone and you'd have a boyfriend the next day when you were in school and college like I was in a mixed school yeah like, so it was it wasn't hard like whereas now I can't even get it changed <laughs> <laughs> like seriously I want to go back to 17 would you still go on Tinder up? or like what's oh, the app now what's the good app Bumble I don't know I don't like either of them I don't like either of them I don't like apps in general to be honest with yeah. you I'm just a connection person but yeah Bumble and Tinder are still there's people on there but I kind of it freaks me out a bit because then I'm like I don't want to like go to a restaurant and eat dinner with someone who's just like desperate not to be alone <laughs> because I don't see it that way I actually yeah, don't mind yeah. being alone but then I'm like is there other people on there just and then I'm like yeah. do they just want a relationship though I can't be with someone like that like I have to have this like insane connection with someone yeah. but that but attracts people do psychos. meet each other from those apps but I mean normally I'm always deleting it and then I'm like meeting someone and they're like oh my god I just got married I'm like oh my god where did you meet Tinder I'm like oh fuck go back on I remember from being single one time I was in the sitting room on my on my own and it was dark and I was just (laughs) like no and I was like this has to be the most pathetic moment were you drinking a glass of wine no I was stone cold sober and I was like this is genuinely actually heartbreaking it is though I was like this isn't me this isn't no. my and I just deleted the app I was like no the I thing probably is, like, I've never met a single person who's been like I love the apps that's what's so weird like yeah. everyone doesn't want to be on it everyone's like I'd rather meet someone in a bar but you're in a bar and they're on Tinder do you know what I mean yeah it's just the days that are, are gone and a lot of people would always say to me like oh you're so picky because surely there's so many people you meet all the time but you know from going to the events like it's work do you know what I mean like they're, yeah. they're people it's the same people the same people all the time like you know most people meet each other on a normal night like our nights are not nights out they're like networking it's working yeah or people meet in like big firms you yeah know? Like, it's like i run my work. own business you know yeah <laughs> not gonna get with my stuff yeah obviously <laughs> but yeah that's the thing all the normal routes you'd meet someone yeah but to be honest like i'm just not putting pressure on myself anymore like i, I the my only pressure i've ever put on myself is that i'm mad to have kids so like now that i've turned 30 i said to myself like i'm gonna go and get like fertility checked and everything mm-hmm. now i'm like just gonna get it i want to like have the security of knowing in my head that it'll be all fine and once I know that I think I'd be more chilled yeah. like if someone said to me like you're gonna have a child and you're 36 I would literally delete all the apps right now and not care I, if I knew it was a few really? years away okay I like never sit down and dream of like a big wedding with the perfect guy I dream of like having a family so like I'm not even really about the guy and would I'm you freeze your eggs yeah I definitely would if I'm told like there's only a limited just the way they mm. tell you it's yeah, sure. really traumatic. Remember I went, I got a oh, yeah. an ultrasound and she like checked one side and she was like, party! <laughs> like, You're like, Because it's all like lit up like yeah. and all the different like... Your, Did I don't, you look at I it? I don't know biology. The oh eggs my God. and stuff, whatever. Oh my God. The other side, it was just dead. A dead forest. And she like, was like, oh right, okay. You were like, and I was continue? Like, oh, Please wow. continue? Hello? Yeah, I was like, I was just coming in here and for so a And so do you need to freeze your eggs or anything? Um, I mean, or is there it's, loads it's probably on that side. something I could look into it's meant to be quite traumatic though it's the only thing right and it's expensive it's really it's expensive, expensive but also it's apparently like going through IVF so when I mean traumatic I mean your emotions and your hormones it's like very yeah. intense and I'm such an emotional person anyway I'm like oh, dear god yeah. but like if I went tomorrow and they were like you're gonna have to I would be like 100% less well I, I did look into it because I was a bit freaked but um 
at the moment I just basically have to stay on the pill and run it so I don't waste any eggs is what that terrifies me I don't understand that you told me that a couple of months ago so often because I haven't been on the pill in like eight years like so I'm never on it and the Mm. doctors are always like oh don't stay on it forever but then people are saying to me oh if you're not on it you're like not saving all your eggs I'm like wait what which one is this is why I need to go it's only if you run it though that you do I'm pretty sure because she told me I had to run it to be honest, I was in shock and I really was, I was single at the time yeah, as well. Yeah, but run so it in like you're thinking. not getting rid of any eggs at all. Yeah, like normally you, yeah, you take the Yeah, but I'm like, maybe I should have been doing that. Off, and then you take it again. That's what freaks me out. But I would definitely this say to I'm anyone, going yeah, go get checked anyway, just so you know, because yeah. you never know. Like I literally went in and then found out dodgy eggs. Yeah, I said <laughs> I'd wait till I'm 30. I'm like, I can't deal with any more bad news this decade. Yeah. So let's just wait. So, but yeah, I might end up having to do that then. Mm-hmm. It's so conflict. It's actually so hard being a woman because there's so much conflicting information out there. Like I remember when I got diabetes, I was 17. I had to go into hospital and they were like checking all the medication I was on and all that stuff. And I was on the pill and like I was so judged by all the doctors. I was only 17. And I remember like the head doctor being like, you can't be on the pill all your life. Like, wait, what are you going to do? Just be on the pill forever? It's like you didn't want me to be sexually active at all. And that always stuck in my mind. I was always kind of weirdly against being on it then. Yeah. But now I'm hearing stuff like this. That, like if you're on it, you're saving your eggs. Whereas like no one ever says that. But Everyone- I, I also think you should only do that if like they There's tell a reason. you to do that yeah like it was a, a proper guy well, yeah, gonna get to like advice there's moments me. like this where I'm like oh my god I didn't think I'd be 30 trying to see do I need to get my eggs fruit frozen I thought I'd be like in I a relationship pl- starting a family but also it's it like a same, real desperate housewife like, you know, like oh we'll all be crying in the waiting room like when I go in for the fertility <laughs> check but at the same time like I said I actually don't know if I'm ready for all that stuff yet yeah. do you know what I mean like I have a lot of stuff I want to accomplish still and in saying that, like, the last seven years have been so crazy fun. Like, I've done the maddest mm-hmm. shit. And, like, so I can't wait that when I do settle down, I look back and be like, oh. So the people are like, what if I had this steamy affair? I'm like, I've done it. Like, I've yeah. been there. So, yeah. It's been good, too. Uh, what do you look for in a friend now? So the loyalty thing is definitely massive. I think it's very difficult for me now to make friends mm-hmm. because of the industry that we're in without sounding so up myself but like I've had people come into my life that seemed really really genuine we had good fun and I've kind of forgotten that like I get free holidays I get free Mm -hmm. access to things and sometimes I've realised that's what it was all about for Mm -hmm. them so I'm very very wary of people way more than I would have been when I was younger so loyalty is a really big thing being in my corner like I think that's the most important thing too just having someone that like no matter what happens they're on your side Mm -hmm think that's really rare which I guess is loyalty as well they're the two things and just discretion as well like it's so messed up being in this industry do you know what I mean you can't really tell people everything yeah you can't really trust people because you don't know where it's gonna go so they would be the two things I feel really lucky with the people that are in my life now to be honest because literally like I said like if I killed someone I know there's like a few people I could call yeah and that's what I think like friendship is someone you can trust someone who'll be there for you someone who won't judge you mm-hmm. um, and someone who's just wants your company doesn't want to be going to your parties and your events yeah. someone does actually they want to hang out with you and have a coffee yeah. or like watch a movie yeah. and there's no I think they have to be good crack too yeah like even me oh, and you obviously. meet up with, we're always laughing our yeah. asses off yeah. do you know what I mean um, but look people obviously fall out and stuff like that and it's so funny like I'm really bad with guys as in I'll let them back in but with friends I'm very strict okay like it's if it's done it's done like mm-hmm. I will never speak to you again there's a few <laughs> there's a few friends that I would have been very very close not that I'd never speak to them again but there's been a few people I've been really good friends with and when they've done something 
that I feel like goes against the whole loyalty thing or I feel like they didn't have my back I've literally been like that's it dead to me like as okay, in yeah. I might see them out and be like hey but like yeah they've crossed weird. the line and there's no yeah. going back whereas with guys I'm like oh you shot me in the face no problem like come back <laughs> in like so I need to learn how to do yeah one <laughs> do you want to shoot me again uh, so I need to get better with that kind of stuff I am really good at looking at other people's perspectives but I, I the loyalty thing is such a big thing for me if I feel there's any waiver on trust I just can never trust someone ever again if yeah. I think they do something that's like slightly against me or and this is the thing like I, I hear of all these big friends groups and like all the girls are bitching about each other and stuff and they're all friends since they were like nine and it's just fine like I couldn't deal with that if I was yeah. really good friends with someone and someone told me like oh she said you're a fucking bitch like I'd be like okay well I'm never talking to her again yeah yeah but I feel like when you have those childhood friends everyone's just like oh look like I think when you have big groups there's always going to be little friendships Fights. within the yeah. group you yeah. know but that's just natural that it yeah. kind of happens that way but definitely the loyalty but thing so I, I'd say when I was 17 I didn't really like loyalty would have been there but not as strongly now I'm just like I need to like vet friends mm-hmm. you know five year guard of vetting but I still I still yeah, I still make new friends like I have a new friend now that only met a couple of months ago and we just clicked like and yeah. so like I'm open to it but I'm just very wary like yeah, yeah definitely uh, what's your favourite song now trying to think what's my favourite song right now my Spotify list is so insane like there's so many random songs on it um trying to think when I like do you drive are you driving yeah. Okay, yeah sometimes I just like blare songs in my car and scream sing them do you oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. that's literally what I do oh in my, my car God. all the time 5am coming home from work and I'm like <laughs> screaming in the car <laughs> yeah. I started listening to Adele Skyfall for some reason oh, it was the James oh, Bond movie I Keep started singing listening it. to Hello recently oh, did you? I just needed a, yeah, yeah. yeah something about Adele um, all Ariana Grande stuff yeah. is unreal I'm trying to think do I have one favourite song Really Sorry, do you know my favourite song this exact second is only because we were brought to the John Mayer gig yeah. and I never really cared for him before I didn't know his music. There's a song called Neon and it's amazing and I keep listening to that. That's really, really cool. I'm like so weird. Like if you look through my Spotify, I've like Everything. dance music, John Mayer, Metallica, Britney Spears, Hit Me One More Time. Mm-hmm. Like it makes no sense. At least some people put their Spotify public. Like I would not. People would be like, there's something wrong with you. Or not. Do you you know? can like share your list, you know what I mean, to people. Okay, and yeah. I would like never do that. But yeah, I've been listening to John Mayer loads. I love uh, Miley Cyrus Slide Away as well right now. Have you heard her new song? It's like about the breakup of her and Liam Hemsworth. I'm so into like the lyrics of songs. If you listen to Neon as well, like I love music, but I love lyrics as well. So I'm really into both. So sometimes I listen to a song and I'm like, well, that's about that. And people be like, no, it's just a song. And I'm like, no, that's about that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. (laughs) Just like Taylor Swift, every song is about someone. Yeah. I love that kind of shit. Yeah. I never listen to the lyrics. Oh, yeah. And so many times I'll be listening to a song that I could have listened to for like three years. Yeah. And then in one moment, I understand the lyric. Like, Like, I've been saying the wrong word the whole time. And then I'm like, hey. Do you know that song that came out before? It was like, um, she's drinking Coca-Cola or she thinks it's Coca-Cola. She's drinking it right now. It was like really big last year. No. Shit, I can't remember the lyrics right now. But anyway, I was listening to it for ages. And then I was like, oh my God, it's about rep no hit not. Like putting in the rape drunk drink. So it's about, I'll play it for you later. Like it's it's a song where it's basically she thinks he's drinking Coca-Cola, but it's not Coke. But like, and everyone was number one in the charts. And it's I was like, like a baby, it's cold outside vibe going on. It was on. so weird. I was like, oh my God. So yeah. And even I didn't catch that one and I'm so into lyrics. Um, 
But yeah, so anything like the most stuff on my playlist would be like mellow acoustics, like songs about love, all that heartbreak, that kind of stuff. I'm into all that. And then there'd be like Britney Spears, Give Me More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just a whole range of. I've been listening to her song three loads as well, you know. Love one, that. Three, yeah. yeah. I love dancing, hip hop dancing. So I'm really into all that kind of music as well. Okay. Yeah. None of my answers are straightforward. Sorry. So everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite memory to date? Yeah, that's mad. Okay, it's de- well, the Disneyland one is still high up there. Let's be mm-hmm. clear. That's a good one. So probably in recent years, my favorite memory. God, there's a f- there's probably two. So definitely winning um, Showbiz Journalist of the Year is like one of my best memories ever because I was in such shock and I can barely actually remember. So mm-hmm. that was a really cool moment. Um, and then probably being at the Oscars uh, any of yeah. the years, to be honest. It's just like this suffocating, insanely like euphoric feeling when you're just like on a red carpet over there um, and seeing like Goss.ie on a red carpet. Like yeah. those kind of memories like I'll have forever. Like being at like Elton John's party and someone knowing that I own Goss.ie. I'm like, how do you even know what that is? And like, so. how do you get invited to all these things? Do you have to like apply for all these parties is yeah. it like a whole press thing and then they not anymore you? like now I just get invited to them but at the okay. start yeah 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 you would have had to I just took a complete leap uh 2013 when I was working for the mail I was like I want to go for the Oscars and I just started asking for people's emails and getting PR contacts and just like waffled my way onto mm-hmm. guest lists and stuff but now like I know them all like yeah but like it's 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 not that difficult to get like well it's kind of difficult to get the accreditation the difficult part is actually getting into the parties like most press are not allowed because like obviously all sorts goes on inside so okay. they want to protect the celebrities yeah yeah but because I've been going for so long like everyone knows me now and I'm just not I'm not like that like mm-hmm. I would never write something bad yeah so um yeah I get to go to all the parties now but there's moments like that that are like surreal so like those kind of memories stand out like definitely Oscar stuff um like the first time Goss I was mentioned on the radio and stuff like I remember we were in our office and I think Nikki Byrne said it on 2FM and we literally were like <gasps> like no oh my way. god yeah. even now like if we're listening to the radio in the office and someone says it I still get so excited yeah um, so yeah it's funny like back when I was 17 all of my memories and important things would have been personal life now I would say everything has to do with work everything has to do with Goss mm-hmm. I don't really have a personal memory like in the last couple of years that I'd be like oh my god I'll never forget that it's more like but work. Goss is such a big part of your life yeah. now though that it is the same thing in a way yeah, it's my baby like yeah. it's like having a child like, yeah. Um. so yeah definitely and like all the Gossies and stuff like there's definitely been a few pinch me moments where I've been yeah. like oh my god I can't believe this is mine like mm-hmm. this is insane so there are things I'll remember forever. Yeah, definitely. If someone had to summon you in a seance, what three things would they need? So definitely my phone. Like it's glued yeah. to me. My phone. Um, probably my laptop. This is so bad. Really? It's all to work. I kind of thought you'd say laptop to oh, be fair. Phone, laptop and let's think of something personal. Oh my God. Um... I mean, my guitar is still in my apartment, mm-hmm. but I don't think you'd need that to summon me. What else do I have with me all the time? Probably my diary again. Like really? I bring it on holidays with me and everything. Like, yeah, I always have it. Um, is there anything? Else? I mean, other than Charlotte Tilbury makeup, which is always I with me at all times. I would have extensions. Oh my God. Well, yeah, these are just, a, these are like bled into me at this point though. <laughs> I have had them. Yeah, actually, that's true. I'll take out the diary. I've had extensions in since I was 18. Like the only time, so I'm 30 now, that's 12 yeah. years. The only time I've ever had them out was for three months. 
Like I when was that? I I don't think I knew you without extensions. No, it was only for three months, so it was probably the very very start of Gossy. I didn't know you then. Yeah, I took them out for like three months. So like I literally like if you saw my real hair length, you would probably scream. It's really? So short. Yeah, yeah. I remember just like getting them in for like the tenth time, maybe being like, right, well, this is my life. <laughs> Like, I'm never going to be able to take them out. Yeah. So, yeah, if you had, like, one string of extensions, you'd probably be able to summon me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I would somehow be, like, magnetically attracted to it. Yeah, hair, that's a good one. Hair extensions, laptop, and my phone. God, that's terrible. It makes you sound so materialistic. When I, I was 17, I'm so. like, my guitar, my poetry. <laughs> now, now I'm like, my hair extensions on my phone. But nobody's ever going to say anything like, my mother. And, you oh, know, my God, that's like, terrible. But nobody would my say family. that, you know. Oh, my God, yeah. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my wallet. Like, oh, that's true though. Yeah, I had Karen in here, um, lovely girly bits, and she yeah. said her fleece, and I knew it. I was Aww, like, I know what you're gonna really? write. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. She always wears, always wears, <laughs> always wears her fleece. Probably yeah, if yeah. there was a clothing on, I might say my Gucci runners. I like, I got them for always myself. Them. Um, this year they were like my big splurge. It was under size last year. It was for Christmas. And obviously because they're so expensive as well, I just wear them every day. Like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if there was a piece of clothing, it'd be that. But no, you're very spot on with the extensions. Mm. Mm. Um, what personality trait do you wish you had? Is it still the same? I think it's still the same. I'm definitely getting much better, Mm -hmm. but I'm very bad at... I'm I'm better now than I get to a point now where I'll, like, not let people treat me like shit or, like, not accept bad behaviour, but I still have to get to a point. Yeah. Back then, I probably just allowed it to happen. I would love... Like, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, but I'd love to be a bit more strict on, like, people, like, who I let in my life, Mm -hmm. how I'm treated. I feel like... That's something that just comes with time, though. Um, how I'm, like, spoken to. I'd be a lot stronger now. Like, remember I was telling you about that situation today where mm-hmm. I was talking to someone. So I'm a bit more, like, no. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. before, I would have been like, okay, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I think if I could just be a bit more tougher. Sometimes I think I'd love to be a bitch, like. I know. Especially in work, like, it's, re- it's weird, like, because when people work for me or work with me, like, at the end of the day, up until Saturday, I'm just, like, a girl in my 20s. So, like, people think they're my friend. And then, so if something goes wrong in work or goes wrong with something to do at work, they're kind of like, oh, well, whatever. Like, there's, like, a lack of respect yeah. because I'm so nice and chatty. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I was, like, a man, I just feel like it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Or if I was just stricter. So I, I've tried the last year or so to be like a little bit more distant in situations like that. Like I barely write anything on Goss anymore. Like I don't know if you ever read the site like, but like my name it's, is like literally yeah. on nothing. I've really tried to take a step back and kind of ste- step away from the brand a bit just because I was so overly involved in like every aspect. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to do a bit of that. But yeah, I think, yeah, personality wise, if I could just cut out the bullshit much earlier on and be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know? I know. Bad people. It's Not so to nice people. Though. <laughs> yeah. To <Fuck> you. <laughs> Walking down the street. It's such a hard personality trait to learn, though. It really is. Especially it, if you're born it, the other when way. You're not naturally like yeah. that. You just feel so bad. I'm just so empathetic. And especially when it comes to men, I only attract narcissists who do not have any ounce of empathy. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually like a personality disorder. It's not even a decision that they make, they actually do not know how to empathise so put me with one of them <laughs> just picture it's horrific inside pats on tinder just like yeah. <laughs> just waiting. yeah waiting for schizophrenic to come out hello no like I might as well just go to say pats seriously like I've been with half of them probably um, but yeah but apparently like sympathisers empathisers they attract those okay. people because like narcissists or sociopaths like they get so much power from someone like me because like I'm so like oh yeah like you're feeding into them 
I just always will give people like second chances and stuff. Whereas there's other girls where I know they'll be like, no, boom, gone, mm-hmm. see you later. I've never been able to do that. I'm trying to get there now, but like, I'm always just like, oh, like they're going through a tough time or like, but what I need to start doing now is like, no matter what's going on with someone, they can't talk to me like yeah, this. Yeah. They can't do this to me. Yeah. They can't whatever. And it's like a mental shutdown. No, they yeah. don't exist. But I think, and I've said it before, I'm so like an alpha in work and I'm like in control and I'm like really strict and blah, blah, blah. So I think sometimes when it comes to like love and relationships, I'm kind of like, I'm very easygoing mm-hmm. because I'm so used to being an alpha somewhere else. I'm kind of yeah. like a different person. Yeah. So maybe I should just be more of an alpha. I'd be like, oh, fuck you mind. to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you could change... Oh, no. Hold on. What did I just... Was that the personality, personality trait? Yeah. Okay. yeah. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? So... Would I change anything? I think I'm at the point where I'm just like, I don't want to change anything. Mm-hmm. I'm. Ju- this is like the year where I feel like I'm just accepting all the good and yeah. the bad. Even if there's bad things, like I do think when you get older you realise like the most special thing about yourself is how unique you are so yeah. like what's the point in wanting to change something about yourself so yeah I don't think I would change anything I'm starting to just really accept that everything happens for a reason even though I'd love to work on that personality trait or whatever I'm also like but like I am who I am so yeah. like if people can't accept that whatever I it's the most important thing is that I accept who I am so I think at this point in life it's good to like not want to change you know Yeah. so I think that's where that's I'm at that's very good isn't yeah. it growth drive and where will you be in 10, ten years. years time I swear to fuck if I'm 40 and I'm still single I'm gonna kill someone <laughs> <laughs> so definitely not <laughs> I actually will be if I'm back on this podcast at 40 I'll be like no should've just got with one of the schizophrenic like um, so yeah I'd hope to be a mom Okay. I actually don't really care about a single thing. I'd hope to be a mom though, definitely. And I would like, I would definitely have a child by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely would. And I would like adopt and IVF and open all that. So yeah, I'd hope to be a mom. I'd hope to be on to something else. Like I love goss, obviously, but I definitely think I'm going to do other things mm-hmm. as well. And um, that doesn't mean like goss will obviously always still be around, but I definitely like, I want to make more films. I want to do more like acting. I miss all that stuff so much. And this year particularly, I want to try and get back into it. Like not start a band again or anything, but like be <laughs> back into music and just like do more stuff for myself. Um, I'd love to have a house either here or in LA or both mm-hmm. and that'd be the dream and I'd love to have a dog see I this is how focused I'm on kids I don't want to have a dog until I have children because I've seen people have dogs like for five years and they have a child and it, like they don't mesh and their dog yeah. has to be get rid of and all that stuff so I'm like no see I'd love a dog at least one child to be financially stable would be fab mm-hmm. wouldn't it um, and yeah I think I've made a few more films I've always said I wanted to live in LA so I don't know is that going to happen I've tried I've nearly done it like twice mm-hmm. and both times my sisters ended up getting pregnant <laughs> or married so I was yeah. like oh no I want to stay around for that uh, but that's definitely still I wouldn't be surprised if by 40 I've lived in LA for like a while yeah okay yeah definitely and the city in like Dublin city or would you go to the suburbs Probably suburbs. Like I love um, Balls Bridge, Donny Rook, Dundrum. Mm-hmm. But like you have to but be a millionaire. But that's still kinda. Yeah, yeah. City-ish. I'd never like live in Kildare or anything. Yeah. It's so funny because I lived in Emory for so long, but it's actually made me allergic to the countryside. Yeah. Like even if I'm going on dates with people and they tell me they live outside of Dublin, I kind of freak out a bit. I'm like, really? I need to be in the city. Yeah. Yeah. If someone's lifelong goal is going to be living like in like 
mead or something well, then yeah that like, is oh it. my god yeah i'm so i just and you're probably the same like you travel so much i love being in a place you can just go for coffee at any time yeah. of the day there's events on even for raising children and stuff i think it's good to be in a community not in a field where there's mm-hmm. only two houses on the street i don't like that yeah my yeah. sisters are all doing that so no offense that's but it's you. just not for you it's not for me no i want like a community where it's like in the suburbs but also like i'm such a freak like i love that i don't know anyone in my apartment building like i probably should but i don't and I don't, I don't care to. Knows their like I don't care. But then in the countryside, though, you do. Yeah, true. Everyone knows like your blood type nearly. Like yeah. they know everything. Whereas I'm very much like I don't know you. And sometimes my mom's like, "What if something happens? Like no one would know you were like dead in your apartment." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I'd rather that." It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, like it's grand. <laughs> I don't think my parents even have my address. Like I'm, I'm so weird. But like this thing, if someone was like, "You need to move to Moscow tomorrow," mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Right, grand." Like you could put me anywhere in the world, I'd be fine. Yeah, you'd. Adapt. I never get misplaced. I never get lonely. Like I'm just kind of like, oh, like I'll figure it out. And Dubai wouldn't be somewhere that you would never know. be interested in Dubai. I went there once my twenty third birthday. I think I liked it, and I see mm-hmm. the allure of it all. But it's not. I think the culture is way too different. It's very fake. But it's, it is, but it's, there is a buzz about it, but it's yeah. not. Obviously, I understand why people go there and it's like such a good place to make money and mm. everything like that. I honestly think the only other place I would live is, is LA. And mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of places. Like, I, I don't really like New York. I'm not fond of it. I don't hate it, but I'm not fond of it. I like going on holidays there, but I could never live there. London, I could never live there as well. LA is just so chilled and everyone's just having a smoothie, going for a walk on yeah. the beach. It's so supportive if you're like an actress or you're in media they're all the things that I love mm-hmm. so the other way sometimes like people would say they struggle to like find people that are like on their wavelength like I yeah. always I would say that all my life I felt like an outsider like even with my own family like I always think that but when I'm in LA like everyone is so similar to the way that I am I don't know what it is mm-hmm. is it just the creativity artistic Hollywood showbiz scene I just love all that stuff yeah. and I know people that hate that and they think it's so fake but I think Dublin social circles are LA. faker than LA yeah I love LA I just think it's fab and I think the weather really does make a difference <sighs> you know yeah you know that thing SAD the yeah. seasonal something disorder I definitely like look, look at the weather right now like it's out the window here it's so depressing yeah I know I definitely feel better when the sun is shining so yeah I would love I'd love by the age of 40 to just I guess I'm going to be more strict on myself this year because a lot of my family and friends would say like I make no time for myself mm-hmm. like the last couple of years have been so focused on goss I'm making that a success that I've I've sacrificed so much like I've sacrificed money friendships like family things like I definitely think one of the reasons I probably haven't gotten into a, a normal relationship is because like it's just not possible like it, things are so mm-hmm. insane and I'm on another wavelength of stress and anxiety that I think I attract these mad people because they're probably on those wavelengths too yeah. so until I like calm down and make more time for myself and just like chill and like meditate read a book like I can't think of the last time I've done any of those things I know so I'd love to be 40 and look back and be like right okay my 20s were wild it was crazy I started goss whatever but my 30s were when I started to get my shit together self-care and yeah all that. just starting to be selfish like that's one mm-hmm. of the personality traits i actually kind of wish i had which sounds really bad but i would say that's like that's if there was one word to describe me like as the opposite of what i am it's definitely selfish like i'd say i'm too selfless like the other yeah. way around um so I'd, I'd, I'd part of me wishes i could be more selfish and that's like not just like as a person but like with time like be selfish yeah. with time like even this evening i'm going for a massage today like i haven't done that in so mm-hmm. long but i'm like no i'm having like a day yeah, for myself yeah so yeah I think look everyone just wants to be happy I love to be 40 and say I'm happy and that I like I don't really have regrets and stuff like that and 
I was at um, the Pendulum Summit before. I don't know if I said the story before. Where um, do you know what the Pendulum Summit is? No. It's like this big summit where people talk about um, business and people from the secret are there. And it's like about positivity and it's about okay. changing your whole life. It's actually amazing, but it's mainly focused on business. But I remember this guy was like, everybody close your eyes and like you're in a bed, you're like 95 and you're dying, right? And you're in your deathbed. And I was like, all right, this is intense. And he was like... Um, ask yourself did you do everything you wanted to do like ask yourself do you have any regrets did you treat people the way you wanted all this kind of stuff he went on this whole long list and he was like that person lying in that deathbed that is the only person that counts like no one else's opinion counts if you're living your life for other people you're worried mm-hmm. about the people he was like you're wasting your life because no matter who you marry or kids or whatever you're going to be lying on your deathbed on your own and you're going to look back and be like what did I do like was I happy did I make the right choices was I a good person was I good to people and it really like shook me mm-hmm. to my core I'd never thought about it that way like how much time do we spend worrying about bills worrying about other people yeah. like the maddest things that I think modern people in their 20s to 30s millennials are anxi- getting anxiety about like it actually doesn't matter none of it when you're matters. dying you're not going to be like oh my god thank god I paid that I paid that aircon bill when I was 26 yeah you're going to be like <laughs> yeah. did I go on that Can't holiday I take that meter read yeah like, like would you be like thank god I went on that holiday thank god I kissed that guy thank god I jumped out of that plane like yeah. and it really really kind of reset me a bit I was like god I need to really stop caring about like one of my biggest things would be I always care like is someone okay like are they happy what can I do for them like to the point where it's to my own detriment yeah it starts to affect you yeah like way, I'm then. not being happy like yeah. I'm not looking after myself but I'm like caring about everyone else and then so I sometimes I think if I'm like doing something stupid I'll be like okay if I'm on my deathbed am I gonna look back on this and be like why did you spend three months chasing this absolute mm-hmm. prick who was treating you like shit why did you do that do you know what I mean so sometimes I think about that moment when you're like dying yeah. so <laughs> and I'm like what did I do right what did I do wrong but yeah so for that reason I would say like I have no regrets and things so I think by the time I'm 40 if I'm start if I'm getting into this kind of swing of things now where I'm being like confident and accepting I hope by then that I am like you know just happy yeah fab with children somewhere <laughs> don't forget the kids. don't forget the kids <laughs> if God is listening I'm like the kids yeah well thanks so much for coming I in. feel like it's the answers lovely. were so long <laughs> no I've thanks for such having a nice me. little chat thanks thank a you thank you